Let's welcome into the program no stranger to sports talk, no stranger to the people of the state of South Carolina who follow football. He's back as a head coach once again. We welcome Bobby Bentley back into sports talk. And coach, good evening. It's great to have you with us. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great, Phil. Good to hear from you. It is. It is great to have you back with us. It's been a little while, and I'm glad to see that you have uh, surfaced at a high school there in uh, Tennessee, Battleground Academy. Congrats on that, and uh, give us the details on how you got there. Well, it's uh, connected to our our hometown state, South Carolina. Um, Years ago, you know, we built that program at Burns on a very good youth program. Well, the roots of it go back to a, a man by the name of Rick Meyer. Uh, we took our board of directors of our youth recreation league down to North Augusta, South Carolina, uh, 2001, 2002. Well, actually, 98, 99, those times. And then we got it all built for that 2000 run. And uh, Rick Meyer was the director of recreation down at North Augusta, and we patterned it after him. Long story short, Rick Meyer's been a, a good friend of mine for years. His son, Trey Meyer, who uh, actually coached in uh, in the state here, he's from North Augusta High School. He coached at PC, took College of Charleston. He was the ba- he's the basketball coach at Battleground Academy, mm-hmm. and he um, Rick texted me and said, "Hey, my son is on a search committee for a football coach at." his school, Battleground Academy in Franklin, Tennessee, 15 minutes south of Nashville. And I, he said, we'd be interested. And I said, um, sure. And I just thought it'd be something to basically as a compliment to Rick. I didn't want to – I wanted to do what he asked me. So I, I was going to just talk to him about the job. Well, as I began to talk to him about the job field, it just became more and more uh, that I needed to take this job. <laughs> and uh, – that's kind of the way it happened, and I appreciate Trey reaching out to his dad, and, and that's how it all happened. Besides the connections, what did you see there that was attractive to you from a football standpoint? Well, it, it kind of starts, you know, I recruited uh, Tennessee for Coach Muschamp when I was at South Carolina, and, uh, you know, we brought a few kids in from, from Tennessee, and I recruited Nashville and Memphis mainly. Uh, I got into Chattanooga some. But mainly, I recruited Nashville and uh, the Memphis area, and I, I just got you know connected with to a lot of those schools, and and I really like the area. Um, there's a lot of of resources in that area, so it attracted me first of all because those schools are, are very very um, resourced well, uh, great facilities. You know, in our state, it seems like the public schools dominate athletics. Uh, and I say our state, South Carolina, but in Tennessee, the dominant programs are, are in the independent schools. Uh, great facilities, um, great tradition. Uh, there's more resources. Uh, the academics are, are kind of higher. Uh, so it just always made sense that those schools are a little better, and um, it just intrigued me. And you know, this the, the administration there, our head of school, Will Kessler, and our athletic director, Fred Eves, and they've made a commitment to the football program and sports in general, and it just was a good match for me. Visiting with Bobby Bentley. So for the school that you're going to, that type of school, independent school, 
like I guess maybe the Baylor school in Chattanooga where Eric Kimry coaches, all you guys are like independent slash charter. Are you able – where do you get your players from? Where do your students come from? Are you limited in some way? You know, ours is a little different than, than Eric's. And uh, I talked to Eric this week. We're going to actually do some seven-on-seven seven together, and we set up a scrimmage game already. So, um, hmm. you know, his is a little different. He's a lot much larger school. He's in a different classification. And he's a boarding school. You know, we're not a boarding school. Now, I will say Battleground was a boarding school. Uh, it's been around for 134 years still. Uh, has a great tradition. But it's, it's, it's now, you know, it's not a boarding school today. It's just, you know, on campus, um, grade 5 through 12. So our kids have to come, you know, from the attendance zone. But, you know, if you if you go to school before the grade uh, 9, you're basically eligible. That's the way it works. Yeah. Similar to here in South Carolina in a lot of cases. Yes. What about for you career-wise and coaching-wise, why the decision you were at South Florida with Jeff Scott and then you were at Central Florida as an analyst with Gus Malzahn, You've been at South Carolina. You've been at Clemson. You've been at Auburn. You're at Presbyterian. Um, why now the decision to go back to the high school ranks? Do you do you see yourself finishing out your career at the high school level? Well, that's a good question, Phil. You, you know my family, so you would know the answer uh, in the fact of uh, Brooks, my last son, my youngest son, is a freshman at Wingate University. And you know, this past year, my deal with Coach Malzahn was, uh, before I accepted the job for him to work during the week, I told him that I would, you know, I would go see Brooks play on, on game day on Saturday to see if he was starting. If he was starting, hey, Coach, I'm going I'm to go to the, see Brooks play. Mm-hmm. And he understood. He, he said, Coach, no problem. So this fits. Uh, I was sitting around the house when, when Trey Meyer actually called me about uh, Battleground. She said, my daughter Emily, Brooks's twin sister, said, Dad, why don't you just go into high school? And I kind of think about it because in high school, you know, I can still coach, get my coaching fix, um, you know, lead a program, and still go see Brooks play. I just didn't want to miss him play, uh, Phil, honestly. That's really one of the biggest reasons, uh, you know, this job is so appealing because I can go see him play. Uh, get my coaching fix, coach in a great place, live in a great area, one of the top ten places in the in the country to live, and uh, have a good time. Update us on all your boys. Uh, where is everybody? I know that uh, Jake is is coaching. I think is it North Alabama? Yes. Um, let's we'll, we'll go with uh, Jake's at North Alabama. He's a quarterback coach there. Uh, had a good year. His first year, you know, on the job. Uh, Schuler. Is at Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schuler is down at Charleston Southern as quarterback coach for Gabe Gardenia and, and doing a great job, really doing a good job recruiting. Brought in a bunch of upstate kids down to Charleston Southern, really doing a well, a, a good, very good job. Proud of him. And then Chase is um, at Rutgers. He's uh, assistant speed and strength pro, uh, coach up there in the, in the performance division of their program. And uh, he and his wife Morgan are doing well. And I'm expecting. That first grandchild oh. in in oh, July. Congrats. So, uh, times have flown uh, have kind of flown by. Congrats on that. That will change everything for you. You you think you're going to be gone on on Saturdays? You'll be gone on Sundays to see that grandbaby too. Well, you know what, Phil? It's amazing when this job came around. Um, first thing my wife did, she looked at flights from Nashville to New York 
and uh, found some cheap flights. So I'll probably be by myself a little bit when she, that baby comes around. <laughs> probably flying southwest out of Nashville. <laughs> I know it well. Uh, talking you found to, it pretty quick. Yeah. Talking to Bobby Bentley here on Sports Talk. So what about your experiences at South Florida? And um, I guess I guess UCF was more just a, as an analytical role, but the experience at South Florida with Jeff Scott there, what do you – that was tough, no question about it. What do you take away from your time there in Tampa? Uh, first of all, we had a heck of a staff, man. We, that was one of the best staffs I've ever been a part of. Uh, Jeff did a great job on, on offense, especially. We had a great staff. Enjoyed working with Charlie Weiss. You know, he's the old Miss now, calling plays. Second year, we had Travis Trickett, uh, Xavier Dye. You know, both of them down at Coastal Carolina now. So it's amazing how a lot of these ties are down to still to South Carolina and obviously with Jeff, one of my best friends in coaching and, you know, just, just had a great time, man. And uh, the only thing is we just couldn't stop anybody to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I can say that now. I'm not, I'm not in that world. So yeah. we just couldn't stop anybody. We had a good offense. We, we, we had some good things. We had a great culture. We just had trouble stopping people and didn't win enough games. And I'd say for my life lessons is work on the scheduling. You know, we, <laughs> we scheduled BYU and NC state and, Florida there, you know, we had Florida beat, and I think if we win that game, Jeff's probably still coaching there, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you change the schedule a little bit, and you see their win totals come up. You know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Schedule games that are manageable that you can possibly win with the team that you have. Hey, basketball coaches do it all the time. They they schedule exactly. based on the kind of team they think they're going to have that particular year. Exactly. I think if the schedule is a little better, not to say that was the entire reason. I, I'm not saying that, but I think if the schedule was a little better, especially as Jeff was getting started, it would have been a little a little bit better uh, because you take UCF and Houston and Cincinnati off of that schedule out of the you know they go to the Big Twelve. It all it all of a sudden makes it different already. But uh, we had a lot of fun at USF. It's a great place. Tampa was a tremendous place to live too. It's, it's uh, I just hate it didn't work out for Jeff. How much are you in touch with uh, Marcus Lattimore? Talked to him over Christmas. Uh, doing great. Uh, Marcus is is uh, really doing well. You think he might want to join you? <laughs> he, he probably will. He would love this. Uh, he would love uh, Nashville. Um, he, he, we were at the Chris Stapleton concert. Uh, probably <laughs> one of the last few times we got to spend a lot of time together. He loves music, as you know. He loves poetry, and, and uh, he'd probably like. Luke Bryan's son's on my team, so he's he's one of my players, and uh, he needs to come up and wow. hang out with us. Luke uh, Bryan's son is on your team. Yeah, I feel. Got a text from him last night. I was fired up, man. Got a text from Luke Bryan. I said, "Heck yeah, that's that's why you take these jobs." <laughs> that's great. Uh, what kind of football are you going to play? What do you want to try to do offensively? You know, I've got to get in there and learn the guys. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit over the years. Now, in 2018, they played in state championship. They got six state championships, played in 10. So they've got mm-hmm. some history there. I mean, this, this program's got some history, but that's kind of fallen on hard times recently. So honestly, due to the lack of uh, workouts and la- lack of training, just got to get in there and work these guys out, get some get some meat on them, get some, get some strength in their, in their bones and muscles and see if we can push some people around. Right now, they can't do that. So we got to figure out how we're going to, you know, run and, and throw the ball and get our seven-on-seven packages together and 
uh, once we figure out who we got, and, and we'll try to modify the system to what what we can do. But right now, I, I've honestly know that we're going to try to be an attacking style of defense. And on offense, we're going to throw the ball. You know that. That's what we do. Um, but we need to figure out our personnel and kind of, you know, get a feel for exactly the lay of the schedule and everything. Will you have any assistance that we might know? Uh, yeah. Um, yes, yes. I think you'll know, uh, you'll know several of them and, uh, we'll get that announced here probably within the next two months. Okay. And will you, you know, it burns one thing that really made you guys successful was your feeder program, your lower schools, because as I recall, everybody ran what you guys ran in high school so that by the time they got to you, they were well-versed on how to play Burns football. Will you be able to do that where you're at now? Yeah, and it's already built in the system, um, Phil. They've, I think that's one of the reasons why I was able to get the job. You know, we took our youth program to the, from 150 players to 400 by the time we left out of there. Um, we've got a fourth and fifth grade, uh, excuse me, a fifth and sixth grade team on campus. So, in other words, you know, our school is uh, grade five through 12. So, mm-hmm. we've got a fifth and sixth grade team on campus with our on-campus staff. We have a um, middle school team of 7th and 8th grade, and then we have uh, a JV team. So our, our youth league team, you know, our 5th and 6th grade team feeds our middle school, and then the middle school feed the, the ninth grade team uh, up to the varsity. So it's, it's a setup. It's set up perfectly, you know, the way this thing's set up uh, up there, and uh, I think it fits the way my brain works as far as how, you know, to get the curriculum for the program from grade 4 up. That fits you perfectly. Last thing, do you only play in the state of Tennessee? Do you venture out? If you venture out, would you want to play anybody from South Carolina? Oh, yeah. I've already talked to Jimbo down at uh, Crest. You know, he was with me at, at Burns Salon. Talked to O'Brien Lane at Westside. I told mm-hmm. him, we'll come down here and get him. We just got to give me a year or two to get ready. I need a, I need some time to get ready before I take on Coach Lane. <laughs> uh, he probably had me right now, but give me a year or so We'll see what we can do. So you don't want to jump on those guys just right yet. Yeah, I got to say, we, we're probably a JV team to them right now. But just give me a year or so, we'll 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 take on Jimbo and right now we call old Tommy Knott, see what he's got. <laughs> okay. Well, be careful what you wish for there. You know, <laughs> be careful. Well, listen, it's great to uh, have you back in high school football. It's great to hear you back on the airwaves here in South Carolina. Thank you for taking time out to be with us. Uh, We'll be watching closely to see what you do, and uh, we'll talk to you again. But thank you so much for joining us. As always, Bill, great talking to you. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right, Bobby Bentley, who uh, I've always thought of as being just one of the great football minds in our state. I think his track record speaks for itself. I always thought when he was at South Carolina with Will Muschamp and you had Jake Bentley, just make make Bobby Bentley your offensive coordinator. Yeah, that would have been smart. I mean, just make him your offensive coordinator. Absolutely he does. And he knows quarterback coaching. Um, Obviously, uh, Muschamp didn't listen to us. No. Had he, he might still be coaching at South Carolina. Very possible. Very possible. Um. But you can hear, I, I love the end there where he said, give me a year, give me a year or two before I take on those guys. But you can hear the competitive juice, or you can kind of maybe sense the competitive juices still flow uh, very strongly within Bobby Bentley.